Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me from an undisclosed location clear across the country, Ethan Carter. Hello. What's up, man? Hey, Vincent. So on. You are the official, the official traveler of the pair now. Like oh my it's, gosh, it's it, been a, it's been a whirlwind. <laughs> you did something that I really wanted to do, <laughs> and I am so jealous because I even got pictures from people, and it's like we wish you were here. And it's yep. like, oh, I, I got to tell you, and we'll we'll tell everyone what we're talking about. But I before I forget, there were multiple people, obviously friends of the show. Uh, that that came up and just said how disappointed they were. At least at least five I can think of off the top of my head that made a point to say that they wish you were there. So yeah, you were if, missed. It, it was really, it's just too much traveling in too oh, short yeah. a period of time. And I really, really, I didn't expect to be going to L.A. in December. Mm-hmm. And then I also didn't expect the wedding I'm going to in April to be in April. Right. I kind of expected it to be later. And so basically, those two things conspired to uh, conspired to get me to not go to WorkbenchCon, which kind of sucks, but... Yeah, but, you know, it's always next year. Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, it is what it is, and we did have good representation. I did see our our special edition stickers did get out there to people. That was really cool. Yep, and uh, and, and one of the things... Actually, let's tell them what we're talking about, should we? Yeah. So, so yeah, so I went to uh, WorkbenchConference last week. Uh, I actually went down a day early. Um, We can talk about that a little bit, too, because that was actually... Well, actually, the Thursday morning was one of the cooler things before WorkbenchCon even started. But, uh, but yeah, it was a um, conference for makers and content creators. Um, I think probably most of the people that are listening to the show are somewhat aware of it. Um, but what? But one of the things that all the the brands or the vendors uh, have started doing are having sticker walls. So um, there is our my sticker and the podcast sticker on all of those walls being represented all over. So absolutely outstanding. That is. That's good. We we are now officially legitimate. We actually exist in the maker world by exactly. having our sticker out there. <laughs> passed out passed out a bunch of business cards too. And uh, cool. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. And um, you know, it's so funny because I wanted to, it, I really wanted to talk to you while you're out, and I'm like, no, don't talk to him. <laughs> get the get the get the cold reaction. Like <laughs> when he comes in, just let's this way because what what invariably happens, and just a little, you know, we like to peel back the kimono here a little bit. Yes. Ethan and I have a bad habit of having long conversations before the show, yeah, and then thinking we covered something on the show, only to find out we did not, in fact, cover those things on the show. <laughs> so. And this was what I mean. I think we this was probably the shortest we've ever talked before the we actually hit record. Yeah, we literally just like okay, you want to go a little bit early because we are actually going a little bit early. I am yep. really hoping if you're hearing this at the regular time, you will know that I. And made very, magic. very dedicated to you yes. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. But well, so is so, yeah, Ethan. I mean, he slept a microphone to California. I mean. Right. No, and, and, and usually we record on Monday nights. Um, I will say, Vincent, it's actually a very good thing because my voice was still pretty bad last night, even still. So <laughs> I can't um, imagine. Every, no one has a... Um, somebody was doing some... Somebody did something in their stories today, and every other word, they were just hacking up a lung, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they went to WorkbenchCon. <laughs> it, it, like, it it's nuts. I mean, it's... it's. I don't think I... Again, I'm not, we're, we talk for this hour and a half, so it probably seems like I'm a talker, but I'm not a talker. But you, I talk nonstop for four days straight. I mean, <laughs> which is and and the other thing too is that it's loud, so you're kind of like scream talking all the whole time, you know? Oh um, yeah. And, and so yeah, my voice on Sunday when I got home, Patino was just like, "You don't sound 
right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. So I thought you were going to go straight out to California from Atlanta. So no, no, no. Yeah. So I, I did end up coming home. It was you know get home for a day, unpack, repack, um, and then super early flight this morning. And uh, um, and like it was just you know it's I I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am. It's been a, it's been crazy. It's 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 a, a bit much, but also like I wouldn't changed anything because it was awesome it was an awesome experience so. I, I love i love la so much like one of the things i'm looking forward to the most when i move to nevada in seven years because i keep telling yes. people i'm doing this by the way <laughs> so this way I'm, I'm, it's my accountability right exactly right, exactly uh, um one of the things i'm looking forward to the most is being able to just get in the car and drive a couple hours and be in la like yeah I do love L.A., and, you know, people who know me well are very surprised by that because let's just say my politics don't align, and no, I'm not some, like, <laughs> yes, yeah. crazy MAGA guy. But my politics and, like, L.A. politics are, you know, you would think, like, oh, God, you're leaving New York. Why in God's name would you like California? No, California <laughs> is pretty freaking amazing. Plus, I have yeah. a lot of friends in California. Well, and that's so. actually, I mean, and uh, if everything goes right. So one of my friends is uh, uh, from, actually, it's my oldest friend from high, uh, from growing up, I think we met when we were three. Um, he is an in-house uh, counsel for Netflix. Um, oh wow! He, yeah, he's he's very Jeez. very smart. Um, and but yeah, so he, I was uh, he just had a baby, so he can't meet at night or anything like that. But I was like, well, let's just grab lunch, and uh, he's like, yeah, uh, come on over, and we'll get, I'll get you in and uh, kind of show you the campus and stuff like that, which is supposedly really really amazing. So. Jeez. Hopefully that all works out tomorrow because that would be very cool to see the Netflix campus. I think that's pretty damn sweet. It's it's yeah. funny when you go out when you go out to L.A. and if you've never been to L.A. I mean people that are listening to this that are from L.A. are just going to go, of course, dummy. Yeah, but yeah. if you've never been to L.A., you don't understand how much of the stuff you do in your daily life exists in L.A. Right, like everything, like radio companies, mm-hmm. movie companies, TV companies, all these things that you know about. You actually get to see them. Like, they're just right in front of you. You yeah, know, when, no when, big I went deal. To, when I went to LA for Jason's show, the hotel was like, what, two blocks from Sony Pictures? Yep. And I was like, wait, what? Like, Sony <laughs> Pictures right there. Culver Studios <laughs> is right there. Columbia Pictures is yep. like five minutes away. <clears throat> All these things that you just go, oh, that's like in a faraway land. And no, it's right there. <laughs> well, and, and they also have In N Out Burger, which I've already been to. Um, so, but it was funny because uh, there are actually a couple people, you know, uh, makers that are out in this area, that live in, not necessarily L.A., but in this area, uh, messaged me. I, I did a story, you know, with hearts around the um, mm-hmm. in and out And they, they said, I love how, like, every East Coast or everyone that's not from here, like, loves in and out so much. It's just ridiculous. But And nobody out there does, by the way. No, it's exactly. Like, but they're always packed. I mean, I've never been yes. to one where it's it could be like, you know. You know, 10 a.m. I don't know if they're open at 10 a.m. But if they're open at 10 a.m., it would be packed. Yeah, it's it's funny because when I went to when I went to Nevada, we went to um, the Friday night that I got there. We went to Shake Shack, mm-hmm. and it's like now Shake Shack is a New York company. Like right. They're Danny Meyer. It's New York. It's yeah, I mean, they're all over in, in now. Denim. We haven't yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, there's they're they're growing very quickly. Right. But it's really funny. It's like, oh, you went you went all the way out to Nevada, and instead of having like yeah. In and Out, you had Shake Shack. I'm like, yeah, because Shake Shack's like way better. But I've had a lot of In and Out in my day. You know, yeah. Like I said, like I always say, I used to be 380 pounds. So right, right. I am no stranger to the wonders of In and Out. <laughs> double, well, double. It's, it's the novelty of it, though. I mean, that's the thing. Is oh, sure. It's it's the fact that you can't get it. Obviously, right. If if I could get it all the time, I 
you know, I wouldn't, right? Yeah, I think so. the furthest, I think they were going to open one in Austin. Am I, does that sound right? Maybe, like yeah. Were, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's a struggle. That's as far get, east as they yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, yeah, us East Coasters, yeah, we are really strange people. Like, we go out there and we want to partake in all your sushi and your vegetarian yep. food and your in and out <laughs> <laughs> That's all we want. Although most of the people participating in the vegetarian food probably aren't participating in the in and out Just Right. You know. Right. <laughs> they don't really have a lot of overlap, probably. Yeah, that, that Venn diagram is just two circles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, why don't you... Uh, I, I said last week, and I made a promise, that I was going to keep my mouth shut for most of this week, because really, I have nothing to talk about. <clears throat> you well, are yeah, the one I mean, that has all the cool stuff to talk about, so let's go. What happened? Yeah, I'll, I'll do it, but at the same time, please ask questions, and um, and also stop me if I'm rambling. I'll try to keep, you know, there's a, there's a lot, a lot happened, so I don't want to ramble on and on, so, uh, but I'll give you kind of a quick, you know, quick what what happened, uh, what went down, and then, uh, and then... We can kind of just riff on cool. that. If that yeah, cool. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so um, I did, so it is actually a tradition now. So last year, I think I said this uh, on a previous episode, last year I got to the hotel, I walked in, and uh, what, we're under 10 minutes in and we're going to do the Bruce name drop, but um, <laughs> I walked into the hotel and Bruce was the first person I met. And uh, this year, I mean, and this year we kind of, I mean, we, we knew, we coordinated, but uh, we both landed around the same time, so Bruce was again the first person I met at WorkbenchCon. Work so uh, now that's a tradition. But yeah, so we met up um, on Wednesday. So we both got in around noon on Wednesday, um, and we went to uh, Doug Pissick's, um so that uh, house for a meetup in the afternoon um, and early evening. And he is an, uh, this like crazy amazing uh, wood artist, um, among other things. And uh, that was really cool. So uh, he basically, what he does uh, every year is he makes a bunch of these wooden toys, very simple kind of wooden cars um, for, and then donates them to Toys for Tots. Uh, and so he had a, a bunch of us over and uh, we all just did that in the shop. We just kind of all just started sketching out things on wood. And people, I saw you sketching the Batmobile. I was very, yeah. I was very happy. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, that was, a, that was a hit. And then I did a helicopter and well, actually I started the helicopter, Bruce. It was, it was a, I think a four, four or five person collab on this helicopter uh, that turned out really fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just kind of like time in the shop. Everyone's uh, filming. I think I even did a story of uh, when makers and content creators uh, get together because it, it was so funny. There would be like three people making and three people moving their tripods around. It was just ridiculous. But, <laughs> um, but that was really fun. And uh, really, Doug's a really nice guy. Was, I really appreciate him having us over. Um, so that was Wednesday. And then Thursday morning, then this was maybe one of, I mean, it wasn't anything to do with WorkbenchCon, um, but we got to go to Delta Tech Ops. And the way that happened is um, Bruce and the, the guys from We Built a Thing, uh, one of the fans of their podcast, um, uh, works as the lead technician at Delta Tech Ops, which is basically where they fix and um, all the motors and all the parts and everything for Delta. I mean, it's just a massive, massive um, campus with multiple hangars, multiple offices. I mean, they have bikes for people to ride around the office because it's so sprawled out. It's it's insane. (laughs) And uh, so I just, I do have to give a quick shout out to Chris of um, at Mason Woodwork and Design. He, so he was the lead technician that hooked us up and gave us this incredible tour. I mean, we got to see everything, Vincent. It was, it was nuts. I mean, and like we could take pictures of everything and it was just I, for some for people that are just in, like are interested in making right any whatever you do, it is just so mind-boggling to see all this stuff. 
Um, I mean, we had they told they had a whole thing on how the black box works and all this. I can't even go into. I won't go into it because it will bore everyone. But it was absolutely <laughs> incredible. And I gotta say, I mean, I've flown on so many planes. You see them out the window. I've even like done the stairs outside of a window outside of a plane to get on it. And there is nothing, it doesn't compare to being able to stand underneath, directly underneath one of these massive, massive engines. It's just mind boggling. You so, know, the, the scale of planes, you know, yeah. how, you know, the first time I ever really understood how big, like a typical, so I, I, I almost always fly JetBlue. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years ago, it was 2008, I want to say, January 2008, I went to CES. And um, when you go out for CES at, in, in Vegas, it is just a cattle call the entire right. time. Like it is I'm sure. packed the entire time. And JetBlue, what they did, they were boarding from the gate. But if you were seat number, let's say sixteen and back, they were boarding through the door at the back of the plane. And to get mm-hmm. to the door in the back of the plane, you go out onto the tarmac and then upstairs into the plane. So they were boarding the planes from both ends to get them on quicker to get them off. Right, right, right. And you, I never understood how big like an Airbus, like yeah. an A320 is, until I was out on the tarmac walking past the the motor, and I was like, my God, like you don't comprehend the size of it sitting in the plane. No, but oh, when yeah, you walk I, past exactly. it, it's just like, oh my God, they're huge. It, it's huge. Well, and then like the landing gear. I mean, I again, it's to go up and be able to touch the landing gear. It's the same thing. It's it it is so much bigger than you can even comprehend by seeing it from a you know. Yeah, even, it's not like they're not car tires. They're no. not car tires. <laughs> no, it, it was just so it was just fascinating and and it was also amazing that you know they they had the people that we were you know lined up to meet right that people that expected us but we but we just everyone there was amazingly nice super excited to tell you know to tell us what they were doing i mean you should have seen some of these metal lathes that they had in like one of the uh, machining areas it was just i mean you know it would be about you need like jimmy deresta's shop to fit like two of these things it's just like crazy (laughs) um but yeah so that was i mean i i won't go on on that but it was just such a cool experience um kind of a little bit of a once in a lifetime thing i mean for this kind of inside very intimate 14 person i think it was 14 of us tour um, with with the with the guys that that do this day to day was just uh, def- such an amazing experience. So again, uh, Chris, if you're listening, um, thank you for that because that was that was very very cool experience. Yeah, that's not so, something you're gonna forget anytime soon. That's no, sure. absolutely not. And and to do and again, I think the other part of it was to do it with people that were equally as excited it was kind of fun. You know, like <laughs> we were all kind of geeking out, and uh, and that was really nice. So. That's great. Um, yeah, so that was so that was Thursday morning, and then uh, then WorkbenchCon officially started Thursday afternoon, and, and nothing really happens Thursday other than just getting to meet people and uh, interact and uh, hang out and all that. So that was, I mean, that's what WorkbenchCon is. You know, I'd say seventy to eighty percent of it is just the fact of connecting with with people that you've met before or talked to for years but haven't met, or reconnecting with people that you met the previous year and all that. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was Thursday and then Friday started and sessions started and, um, 
it was just a really good conference this year. So this year, unlike last year, it was everything was contained in the same um, location, which is really really nice. So the hotel was connected to a conference center, and you know, obviously a little bit of a walk, but everything was indoors, and you know, it was close enough that you could run back to your room for ten minutes if you needed to or whatever. Um, so that was really nice. And yeah, I'm I'm just trying to think of of. Uh, what else happened on on well you got Friday. to meet i don't know if it was i don't know what day it was but you got to meet one of my absolute favorite makers you got to meet jesse oh yeah I, yeah jesse well oh, so um, so jealous jesse you ate him right yeah yeah, yeah. so it's it's funny yeah we so last she was there last year and she was one of the people and i've told probably everyone that i met last week that, this but she was one of the people last year that i didn't meet and th- so this year she was on my list of I have to meet her. And, um, and so I met her. Um, and then like, so, and then we became, I mean, we, then we started, we hung out all weekend, uh, a few of us. And so if anyone that doesn't know, um, Jesse has this travel frog and she's had it since 1998. So I don't know. She must've been like three when she got it. Um, (laughs) but, uh, this travel frog, it's just a little glass frog, uh, figurine. And, uh, and she brings it with her everywhere. And, you know, it's just something for, she takes like little pictures of it, of, you know, funny places and stuff like that. But it's, it's, if you follow her, you, you're aware of this little travel frog. And, uh, so one of the nights I think it was probably, you know, it was one of later in the evening. And so, uh, ideas were flowing, we'll put it that way. And, um, and, uh, one of the, someone was give uh, we had a giveaway and, um, and someone had a big hide of leather and they, that was given out and they didn't do leather work. So they gave it to me. And so we were, we were like, oh, what could we do with this? And she was like, well, could we make like a holster for this frog, uh, for my travel <laughs> frog? And so that spiraled into uh, me making a wet formed uh, leather holster for her, for her travel frog, which was really, really fun. That was actually one of the highlights. It was super fun. We got to hang out and um, a bunch of us and uh, I got to show a lot of people how to wet form, which is not that hard, but uh, it was kind of fun. And it was, it was very, uh, we had to MacGyver the whole thing because we didn't have any of our tools with us, obviously. Um, so yeah, so that was fun and it actually turned out pretty well. I mean, it's not quite finished. She's going to finish it off. Um, but it, it was amazing how, how we could wet form this little thing with nothing with it. We, I I got a piece of scrap wood from the Craig booth. I got some clamps from pony, from the pony, uh, booth. (laughs) Uh, I got a cup of hot water from, um, from the restaurant and I was just carrying around a cup you know, I had my cocktail in one hand and my cup of leather cooking leather in the other hand. Um, yeah, it was really fun. So yeah, she, I was super pumped to meet her and, uh, we ended up hanging out the whole time. It was awesome. So she, she is a very, very nice person. She is one of the, you know, genuinely just kind of down to earth, chill with anyone, hobnobbing with the, hobnobbing with the famous people in the community. Yeah. We just spent the time hanging out with Jesse, you know, you know, we cool now. (laughs) Well, I will say, I I mean, I I will give her credit too, because again, and to no fault of their own, because I think it is probably a little exhausting for the kind of well-known bigger makers oh, yeah. to be on the whole time. So, mm-hmm. you know, they are very open. And that is one of the nice things about WorkbenchCon is they are very accessible. And it's none of them... Be, it's yeah, got to be exhausting. Like, you can't even, like, walk 10 feet without someone mm-hmm. coming up to go, Oh, my God, can I take a picture with you, please? You know, Absolutely. Like and, and, I, and I think there is some of that. I do think most of us understand that that's exhausting. So we try to keep it quick or find them when they're you know when it's a good time i and and i think for the most part that's true um but it is still exhausting so i so they're accessible but they also kind of have to and i 
understand why have to kind of go to their own dinners, you know, like go to their own, do their own things with kind of their group as just to get away from that for a little while. Yeah, she doesn't, she didn't do, doesn't do that at all. And uh, <laughs> I mean, she just and and but again, I think that also just makes it so that people aren't as starstruck, right? So they treat her more normal, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Not normal, more casual. So. You're not as there's not as much pressure. You're not around a celebrity. You're just around another maker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's, she's always come off, and you know I've had a f- very few interactions with her on Instagram, but she's always come off as just very approachable and personable. Yeah. And I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that's kind of a downside too, because yeah. if somebody sees you as approachable, then they kind of they don't <laughs> show you the proper amount of like respect when they see you a person. Right. It's like, oh, I know you're going into the bathroom, but can you take a picture with me? Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, it was funny. So, and and she'll give it to you back too, which I always enjoy in anyone. Um, but it, the so we were, I was wet forming this the frog, um, and um, basically giving this little frog like a back rub. It looked like, and so she was filming it for her story or whatever. And then she stopped that and she's like, "Jesus, Ethan, use some hand hand cream because my hands are just always dry and stuff." <laughs> so she got out. I think she's sponsored by Duke Cannon too. Um, it's just she's like threw some Duke Cannon on me and she's like, "You put some of this on, man." <laughs> So that was awesome. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, she was definitely one of my favorite people I met for the first time um, and unexpectedly, you know, befriended, which was great. So uh, that was definitely a highlight. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of other, just a couple other things. Again, I don't want to ramble on and on, but a couple other things that were not necessarily directly workbench related, but, um, but very part of what you experience when you go to WorkbenchCon is just... So much of it is connecting with other makers. It really is. I mean, the sessions are good. Um, some are better than others, but the sessions are good. But to, and you know, talking to brands is important. Um, I'm. We can get into that because I'm not still not very good at that. Um, but <laughs> the connecting with other makers and it is really what I get the most value out out of. To be honest, of course. And and so two other things I guess that happened uh, outside of that is um, the. Uh, and I've been on their podcast before, and we've talked about them before, but uh, Trevor and Martina have a podcast uh, called Maker Vision. I was so bummed. Martina, it was the two days before two days before WorkbenchCon, I yeah. was talking to Martina on Instagram, and she's oh, like, really? well, you're going to be in Atlanta, right? And I'm like, no. She goes, oh. Yeah, yeah, right, I know. Right? She, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that so they me. they had a, the great idea, and I, and I didn't know if it was going to work, and we'll, we'll see how the the audio comes out. But um, but they wanted to do kind of just a casual group podcast recording, and so I don't know who brought the equipment, um, but they you know they set up a, they had a three or four mic, I think probably about actually I think they had four mics and a kind of boom mic type thing. And they just had it in Trevor's room, and they had a bunch of us. I'm trying to think of how many, probably about seven to maybe even maybe closer to ten of us. I don't know. But they just had us in the room, and it was just kind of a go around, and everyone introduced themselves, and then we talked about topics, and um, we all got to kind of plug our own things. And um, and it was really, really fun. You know, I didn't know how it was going to work because you get that many people trying to talk at the same time. It can kind of get jumbled and stuff like that. But I thought it was actually a really, really good kind of discussion. And there's, you know, joking and, you know, making fun of each other and, you know, that all that good stuff. Um, so we did that. That was actually a Thursday afternoon as well. So um, that was really fun. And then the other thing podcast related was the We Built a Thing guys um, did a live, uh, live recording um, on 
Saturday night. So it was, it was at the end of the end of the conference. Um, we actually they were actually able to get one of the kind of breakout rooms and we set it up and they had a you know a big group of loyal listeners and we all just kind of hung out and listened to the, to them do their thing and it was kind of a recap of WorkbenchCon and what they learned and what they liked and um, those types of things and then Q&A and it, those guys do a great job. I mean, they're they're very I they're one of the best podcasts of this in in our space right now, I think. And uh, it was fun to see them do it, do their thing and interact with each other. So that was a great way to kind of cap the weekend off was to hang out with, you know, a smaller group. So it's really funny because when, when, when you and I started doing this together, Mm -hmm. I kind of saw us, if I had to pick the podcast, I wanted us to be the most like, Mm -hmm. I wanted us to be the most like them. Like, mm-hmm. not so much like making it or any. I I really felt like we could pull off what what Bruce and what Bruce and Drew and oh no oh no Mark Mark oh my God my brain is just not working tonight I'm not <laughs> my brain usually works on Monday it shuts off on Tuesday <laughs> right right Tuesday's a TV night yeah. but what what those guys do what those guys do I always felt like that would be more like the kind of style that you and I would have even if we brought a guest on. And I'm kind of happy with the fact that we do kind of – we kind of pick up on their vibe a little bit. Yeah, I would say like, so. I, I, mean, I like I, their vibe. I like their vibe the best, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think, you know, it, yeah, I was, when I explain our our podcast, it's more of a come hang out with us podcast, right? We mm-hmm. talk about topics. We we do that. But it's, it's, it's kind of come hang out with us and just, you know, and hopefully we have some insight and – um, and you pick, learn some things or, or sparks ideas, but it's that idea of just people talking. It's not, it's not a, um, it's, it, yeah, it's not like making it, which I love making it, but it's not, it, it's not, we don't have the structure that they have. Right, I just, right. I don't want, I never wanted, even when I had, you know, when I first started doing this, right. when, it, when it was just guests, I never wanted structure in this show. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I actively avoided it because I didn't want the show to become like, you know, structured, structuring itself into a rut. Right. You know, even the last couple of weeks where we were, where we spent a lot of time talking about our personal lives. Right. Which is like, that's, that's something, you know, maybe I didn't see us doing that, but it's like, it just felt like it fit. Like we can have right. that conversation and the people listening appreciate it and, by the way, just thank you to everyone for the feedback right. we've gotten because yeah. the last two weeks have been very stressful for me because as much as you guys have loved it, the numbers are down. I'm just going to be blunt with you. So I do appreciate the fact the one thing that's keeping me happy about the last couple of weeks is the reaction to those two episodes has been really good. Right. So, the feedback has been good. And, yes. you know, numbers are numbers. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes feedback is more important than numbers. Because right. we always say, you know, we always say we'd rather have the engaged listener yep. than the large number of listeners. And I really do appreciate the fact that those episodes resonated for people. Because then right. it's like, you know what? Even if we take a risk and it doesn't land the way a typical episode does, right. it really does make me happy to know that it actually hits home for some of you and that it means something to some of you. So. I have no problem, and I'm pretty sure I speak for Ethan when I say this. Yep. I have no problem stepping outside of our comfort zone and talking about topics like that because I know that they hit people a certain way and people enjoy it and they like the discussion. So 
that those won't be the last episodes of those type. Maybe we no. won't do them all the time because we do have to grow this thing, you know. <laughs> exactly. We, we do have to hit some kind of <laughs> metrics, you know. But seriously, that I really, really, really do appreciate the feedback that we've gotten. And a lot of you have gone out of your way to give us feedback about those right. episodes. And it's been absolutely gratifying. So at a time where we needed it the most, and, you know, this is what we always talk about, the community is right there for us. And it's just absolutely fantastic. I love it. No, I, I totally agree, and, and I, we've talked about it before, and I don't mean this in a, in a cold way, but what I want my quote-unquote brand to be is I want you to be engaged with me, and that and that includes some of those you know those types of topics. It's not just making it's it's me as a person, and and I think you're the same way, Vince. And I think it's yeah, yeah. it's we want you guys to feel like you know us, right? We're not we're not just two guys talking behind a microphone. We're 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 accessible and, and we, we tell it like it is and we talk about the hard and things and the why, good things, right? And that's why I interact. Like if you message, you can message me on my Instagram account. Mm-hmm. You can email me. I respond. I'm pretty proud of it. I mean, I may not get everybody on, you know, if you post on just, if you post a comment on one of my photos on Instagram, maybe I don't get to you as quickly as I'd like to. But if you message me directly, I can yep. pretty much guarantee you, you're going to get an answer from me no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to drop everything to answer you, just because I, I that that's important to me. Yeah, you know, no, just absolutely. if you're if you're going to invest time in this podcast, then I feel like we owe it to you to give you back interaction to discuss things with you. If you want to be, be, bounce something off us for ideas, we're here. We're here. Yep. That's what we. That, you know, I don't care. It's it's like middle of the night message me i'll if worst case i'll message you in the morning but i will message you back <laughs> right no and and honestly i mean one of the kind of most surreal things at WorkbenchCon for me was there's i mean there's a few people that came up and you know just wanted to thank me for engaging with them even though they <laughs> didn't have it you know they had a small account and, and again, I have. A, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I have a sc- small account versus a lot I don't of people exist. that are there. You have a right. small account, and I don't exist. I mean, <laughs> but, but like how? Like I was, you know, I'm so. I was, you know, you you get so taken aback and and so humbled by those types of things to to. Of course, like why wouldn't I? Like I'm not engaging with people just because they have big numbers. Like right. I'm engaging with people because they're engaged with me, and 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 I'm human, and that's how you. But you should but interact with humans, right? But that's but that's unique. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I like guess. you and I look at, it, and maybe this is what I don't know. Maybe this is what comes across when we talk to people. But that is unique, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, somebody. I will say this: someone as big as Jimmy, mm-hmm. right? And you know, we always talk about Jimmy, 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 right? Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Jimmy's the godfather of this space. Mm-hmm. He just is. It's like you can't talk about baseball without at some point talking about Babe Ruth, right? Well, Jimmy is the makerspace Babe Ruth. He just is. But Jimmy, if you you email Jimmy, all right, he may have to wait till he gets to his email computer, Mm -hmm. but he will answer you back. I love his email computer because we all know that he has a... One computer for that. Yeah, he has unitasking computers. He's Alton Brown would be very upset. He has nothing but unitaskers in his entire house. He has a, he has like twenty five computers, each dedicated to one task. But yeah. that is, I mean, it's the God's honest truth. It's it's something that I feel like I almost feel like we've lost that. Like yeah. I have people, and I, I'm not going to call anyone out, but I've told you these stories. Mm-hmm. I have people that I've asked to be on the podcast and gotten nothing. Right. 
Not and even like, like I'm, you know, I'm too I, busy. Nothing. Yeah, not even they didn't. They didn't even give me the courtesy of blowing me off. Right. right. It was, just, <laughs> it was yeah. like, or or it was just nothing. And those are the people. And I just want, I know who you are, and I don't right. forget. I don't yeah, forget. It, 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 That's and I'm not talking scheduling conflicts. Things right, happen. Right, right. Things yeah. go come and go. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking right. people who I've literally messaged and said, "Do you want to come on the podcast?" Here's the podcast. We're now in our 36th episode. Mm-hmm. We hit last week, by the way, a little bit of a humble brag. Oh, yeah. Last week we hit our 7,000th download of this podcast. Last how week. awesome is that? It's like I never thought anyone would listen to this, and right. we're now doing we're right. doing good numbers. Like I'm happy with these numbers. But you know, we 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 believe. We the one thing that I feel like we do better than a lot of people, we interact. Mm-hmm. We are out there. We talk to the people that listen. I'm still friends with some of the guests that I met as guests on the show. Like there are people who were on this show and that's how I met them and now mm-hmm. we're friends. Oh, absolutely. Because I feel like that's important. I want those human connections. I don't just want to do a podcast. Well, it, it, some that, people I'm, do. Yeah, some people do. Yeah, I mean, so that just reminded me of of something that happened this week. So, um, I'm, uh, uh, Alma of Pink Soul Studios and Aaron of, uh, Maker Gray, um, two of my favorite people. And they're, they're very good friends with April Wilkerson. Mm-hmm. Big name, obviously. And, mm-hmm. um, but, and they have kind of like a little squad now or whatever. But so I'm, fr- I mean, I'm friends with, uh, with the two of them. And I was sitting in a session with Aaron and just talking, like, because I met April last last year, and she was super nice, and we met and everything like that. And um, uh, and I was like, it would be nice to meet her as a person, not as a fan, right? Right. Like, I, I, I want, like, I don't want to be best friends or anything like that. I just like, I would love to have a conversation that's not me, fan, you, big, you know, celebrity. Just mm. hang out. And it, so it was funny. And so then, Aaron, you know, Aaron kind of took that and made a mental note. And then she made that happen. You know, I sat, I just kind of sat at their table at lunch at one, and we were just talking. And it was like, it was nice because, again, that's the kind of connection that people, you know, you want to make. You, won't, you don't want it to be star versus, you know, fan. You want it to be just a, a human to human interaction. Oh, 100%. When I, went, when I went to L.A., one of the most, one of the most surreal things for me um i'm friends of all the people that work on jason's show Mm -hmm. i'm probably closest with amy who's his like business manager fixer person she's the one that coordinated (laughs) me coming out there like right i could i could message her right now on telegram and i'll you know we could be chatting in three minutes because we're i'm friends with amy i wasn't so much i mean i i knew her husband matt who's jason's co-host i I barely knew jason yeah yeah i didn't know that that's her husband yeah so When 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 I went out there, it was like, oh yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have um, you know my friend Sarah who's gonna be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. She met us for lunch, and you know I got to hang out with Matt and Amy. Now I know Amy, but I don't know Matt that well. And I was it was the same exact feeling. I'm like, oh my god, I hope I don't say something stupid like because you know <laughs> Amy. It's really funny because I see Amy as my friend. And I saw Matt as like, oh, he's the co-host of the show, right, you know? Right, yeah. And it was just like this crazy thing where I knew both of them, but it's like right, I wanted to just hang out. Like, I didn't want it to be like, and we did. And for hours, we were sitting in this restaurant in Santa Monica having lunch and just talking like right. people. And it was so awesome. And that feeling 
yeah. of being someone's peer rather than being someone's fan is the most amazing thing in the world. Even if it's look, even if it's only for that minute and it's really not right. true, it still feels really good. And I, yeah, it's I, just amazing. It is amazing. And I, I think that I, that right there is actually one of the best things about WorkbenchCon. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, because I think it, it gives, not with everyone, you know, I still, I told a story. I, I, um, I was, got on the elevator. I was on the 12th floor. I was on, got on the elevator and I was headed down uh, and I was on my phone and the doors open. Jimmy walks in and I was like, uh, uh words, you no know, like, way. I was, it was like so painful. I mean, I, I was fine. It was, I know it was more me in my head. So there are, there, I still don't have that with everyone, but there's way more opportunities. Like I, like I was saying with Jesse, like it turned from me wanting to meet her as a fan to like just hanging, We're hanging out. out. We're cool. And, yeah. and that happens so often when you, when, when you spend four days just kind of interacting with people right it, it, it gives the opportunity to, to break down those barriers and and that's and i think that that i almost feel like that's one of the things that workbench con is there for I, oh so absolutely you all kind of get in yeah. there and there's no like there's very little there's obviously talks Mm-hmm. But it's not like, a, okay, this person's going to come to the stage and you're going to watch. And then this right. person's going to come to the stage. Like, that's how VidCon is. Like, right. VidCon or, is just, ev- yeah. or, yeah, everybody just comes out onto a stage and talks and then disappears. And mm-hmm. you may get a meet and greet afterwards if you're lucky. But this is like the kind of event that, oh, it just, right. it just makes you feel like you're on equal footing with people who, like I said, you're probably not. But for a little while, you're <laughs> yeah. all peers. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I think that is a very different... I'm blanking on... What's the what's the big one that um, uh, Make Magazine always put on? I'm totally oh, Maker Fair. Maker Fair. Maker Fair, yeah. I've heard, is very great. But I've heard that it's much more of like, they're on stage. They come down from, down from the stage. There's a line, long line of people that want to meet them. They meet them, and then they go and do something else. And, you know, that is all good and you know whatever i'm not nothing against maker fair i think that's i mean it's a great thing but it doesn't have the same dynamic as you're in the same hotel hanging down out in the lobby getting dinner and you're you know at the same table as these people like right. you know it doesn't have that same feel there so. are con- like maker central is yeah. kind of like make yep. workbench con yep um through um midwest and east coast rep rap festival which are 3d printing meetups yep. Yep. they're like that where people get to get the people just get together and it's you know there's exhibitions there's there's maybe there's breakout sessions and whatever but there's this general mingling of people right that you know for an introvert like me would probably be torture but i'd still love it because i get to meet there would be enough people there that i knew where it would be it wouldn't be so uncomfortable for introverted me (laughs) i i think that's the other thing too is it's there's so many of so many people at at WorkbenchCon. I mean, so many of us are introverts, and you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself necessarily an introvert, but I'm not a person that just goes out and like, you know, I'm not the life of the party naturally. But you you have you're all kind of a group, and then so it kind of becomes okay if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like like yep. there's enough people picking up the slack where it's not a chore. It's not a chore. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you yeah. can just be part of that circle of people talking and then then that becomes it becomes more natural and it doesn't feel as awkward. And and that's one of the things too. So like we um I helped kind of organize a uh, maker unofficial maker meetup on the first night, the Thursday night of uh of it. And and I was explaining to people I was like the the this isn't 
this would happen anyways. Like, it's at the lobby bar. There's no, you know, nothing. We didn't pay for the space. People would be congregating here anyways. But I think what it is is it's an important thing for anyone that's kind of, that is, feels that kind of, uh, I don't know if I want to go down to the, you know, I don't want to interrupt what they're doing. That's that's what it is, right? You're always worried about if it's a group of your favorite makers, you don't want to interrupt. Right. That's a, that's a good way to put it. You don't want to interrupt. I like you don't that. want to interrupt. And and so having kind of a an organized thing just gives you that excuse of, not excuse, but that gives you that feeling of, okay, I have a reason to go to this thing because it's an event, right? It, I'm not just going in and trying to meet, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but that, to me no, that I think would... You're, I think you're spot on, actually. Yeah. It, it, to me, I think that's why it's important to have kind of a unofficial thing but it's all right well i'm i'm co- i'm gonna go to that unofficial meetup because it's an unofficial meetup and now i'm here right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we are at believe it or not we are at 40 minutes already it happens every week I swear. it really does it really does so we're gonna take a quick break hit the sponsor and then we'll come back because we actually do have some interesting non-workbench con things to talk about including yeah. a former guest on this show has released one of the coolest products mm-hmm. we have ever seen. And we're going yep. to talk about that when we come back. And we are back. So to wind up the WorkbenchCon discussion yeah. before, we get into, uh, before we get into our friend, our good friend doing something that just mind-boggling. Yeah, just mind-boggling. Um, why don't you give us a little recap of like your favorite sessions and the people you heard talk and what you enjoyed? Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I went to a g- bunch of them. I went to um, one on, like, micro-influencers, and they had a kind of a panel of brands, and they talked about how they work with, uh, you know, smaller influencers. Uh, that was interesting and stuff like that. But I, I think my favorite were... Well, so one of the big differences this year was they had more, at least in my opinion, they had more kind of um, making actual making sessions where they are, were actually teaching you how to do something or talking about the process or whatever. And... I really enjoyed those. So I went to I went to a power carving one um, of uh, with Katie of Freeman Furnishings and um, Ellen of Little Bear Furniture. Uh, they were the, the they were the ones doing the session and uh, and they were u- sponsored by uh, Cutsall, um, which I'll talk about a little bit later too. Um, but it, they did a power carving session and it was kind of just like an entry intro to power carving um and just kind of the different tools the different processes the different things you can do with it and it was really cool i mean again i i couldn't breathe by the end because of the, <laughs> all the dust uh, i had to like step out for a little bit but um but they did a, they did a great job it was really cool to see i mean i've seen so much power carving um and people doing it but it was it was cool to see the right way to do it right i think that's right. the other thing that happens and this goes into my next favorite session too there's there's a lot of youtubers that do things and again myself included and i don't claim to ever be an expert on anything so um i don't you know i don't do things right but there's a lot of people that don't do things right and you kind of just assume that they are even if they mm-hmm. don't say that you know even if they don't procl- you know proclaim that they're doing it the right way so it's right. really interesting to see them doing it the right way um, so that was really cool, and uh, and and the cuts all products are were awesome. I'll talk about that more later. But um, so that was one of my favorite ones. And then I also went to on a whim. I I it was it was a it was a block that didn't have any sessions that I was like super. I got to go to this one. I got to go to the, you know. And so I went to the epoxy one, and um, and I actually learned so much from that session. I learned a ton of things. And again, it's one of these where. A lot of people are doing it, not necessarily doing it wrong, but not doing it the best way you could do it. 
and uh, I'm blanking on her name. I'll try to find it uh, when you're talking. Um, and but she was she. I mean, she's a master of it, and she did a really good presentation on how to use epoxy in the best way in terms of and, and so like things like. It should be this temperature, so you should bring, make sure your shop is bring it up to this temperature, bring the epoxy up to this temperature before you start doing using it, and you, that's how you get this really clear finish. It will work at lower degrees, degrees, but it won't give you the same result. Those types of tips, and, and that's just one of them, but I learned so much about it that it actually makes me want to work with epoxy more. Um, mm. I'm not going to be doing any river tables, don't worry, but... Um, but it was very interesting, and so I, I, I really isn't like that, what that you they do with. Isn't that what you do with resin? Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't know. Does it do anything else? Like, yeah. Well, no, she and she, uh, I learned how to do those like ocean things, but like where it looks almost like the it's like foaming. You know, the waves are foaming, and I didn't understand that process at all. And it was a fascinating process. Um, it basically like creates these little cells or whatever. I don't know. But anyways. But I that was really cool to have a couple of hands-on, um, more kind of process things than just content creation things, which I think last year was much more geared towards content creation and gr- monetizing your channel. And this year had a lot more t- uh, options of for people that just wanted to make and did do products than content. So, um, so I thought that was a big a, a big benefit this year. That's a major. But, that's a major yeah. shift. That's a major shift in the in the focus of the, of WorkbenchCon. Yeah. Again, I think it's still probably you know, I'd say thirty to seven. You know, seventy percent content creation and that kind of stuff. But still, it was it was way better. Um, and on the other side of it, I think there's a lot more on actual how to. And I hope that there's more of that next year. And I, I, I kind of want to do something like that because I, I think there's so much value um, in that. There's no leather at all in the entire place. So maybe I got to figure something out for next year. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. There's, there's like, there's probably an opening for an intro to leather work. I think so, right? I mean, it, I mean, because everybody, dude, and and guys, as you're listening, message Ethan. He wants to know. <laughs> but there's a lot of pe- there are a lot of people who are very interested in leather. Right. And we actually had an oh boy, am I gonna get in trouble? But and I apologize to whoever it was, but some somebody messaged me after last week's episode and said they finally got around to going to Tandy after mm-hmm. we talked about them. Oh, and, did they? Yeah, and it was it was amazing. They said it was amazing. That's awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think the thing that people, and this was part of my struggle with my pitches to brands, which I did not do a good job of, but my type of leather work isn't necessarily fine leather work. I, it's not, I mean, it's, I'm not making these high end wallets or anything like that. I'm not doing the little King, uh, goods stuff. But what my favorite thing, as you know, is incorporating leather into projects. And I, mm-hmm. that's what I think it, it, you don't have to be a really strong leather worker to do that you can just use it to incorporate it and actually one of the people i one of the people i got to meet and hang out with that i'm absolutely like one of the nicest guys ever was josh from i like to make stuff we, um mm-hmm. did, did i tell you that he uh, bought an exacto knife for me you did oh my gosh i was like i was on cloud nine um but yeah so i got to meet him he he gave me um one of the the notebooks you know that i like to make stuff notebooks and but we got to hang out, and he's super nice. But he, he, it was the same kind of thing. It was like you don't have to be a leather worker. You can just 
incorporate leather into things and it's a great medium so i hope yeah. so yeah i hope i can figure something out i think that'd be really fun but it figures next year will be next year will be the year i go and instead of just attaching myself to you and meeting all your people <laughs> you're going to be like preparing for a session i'm going to be on my own oh so. no it's, you have no idea it, it's it, there's no preparing <laughs> when you're there it's all well so all right that brings me back to one of my one of my favorite sessions and this is not just because he's a good friend and one of my favorite people but Bruce did a session on like easy, easy things to do to make to. I, I'm blanking the name. I'm sorry, Bruce. Um, but it was, uh, switching off uh, auto or something like that. It was something sorry, about Bruce. manual. It was um, yeah. Turn off manual. Was that yeah. it? Was that switching what it was off called? manual? Something switching like that. off manual. Something like that. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna be. He's gonna be screaming at us right now. But um, uh, he's screaming at his radio already. I'm gonna get a message tomorrow. It's, yes, it's already exactly. a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he did a session on. Not going into the depths of like uh, ISO and how to get better photographs and stuff like that, but things to do that can, you know, make your uh, production quality better. Small things and, and intro level things, and and you, not a lot, not super expensive tech, uh, equipment, and all these things. A session on that, and he did a great, great job. And I really, I mean that. And um, he just, he, it was very. Uh, accessible and had a lot of tips and I went to it um, I went to it to support him and I found myself leaving it with being learning things that I didn't know and I say that because me and Bruce talk almost daily so I, I kind of went to it thinking he's probably told me most of these things already you know <laughs> um, but I left that and uh, learning so much and having other things I wanted to try so Bruce you did a great job uh, I thought it was a great session and I think people got a lot out of it. The the response that I got from the people that were in the room that I talked to after were very happy. They they were like, "Oh, I never thought about that," or um, "Oh, I didn't know you could get a lav mic for twenty five bucks that would that would do that." You know those types of tips and tricks. Um, so, isn't uh, shout it crazy? Out to Bruce. Isn't it crazy? By the way, how you can tell someone like, "Yeah, you can get a lav mic for twenty bucks," and they go, "What?" Yeah, like because just people, it's it's those little things that are super impactful. Right, people just don't know. They they, it's not their fault. They don't know. They just don't know. No, you think they think you think you have switch to. off auto. Switch off switch auto. Off by auto. the way, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, no, you think you have to have the four hundred dollar wireless lav mic to do it, mm-hmm. and 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 there are some things that you need. I mean, again, I think well, there are some. There is some equipment that is is better but you can still get by with other things if you know how to use them right and uh yeah so i thought he had save the money on the lab buy lights (laughs) exactly right right so shout out bruce that was a great session um i i truly did learn some things you probably saw me taking uh screen uh uh pictures on my phone of your slides even though you said you'd send them out um so anyways so yeah those are my favorite sessions there's a lot of other ones a lot of great ones but those are kind of my favorites so very cool. Very yeah. cool. I, I am really glad. I'm really glad you got as much out of it as you did. I know this is like, I, I know how excited you were for it. Yeah, and right. I was living vicariously through all of you that went. I was watching all your Instagrams. I was watching all of your Twitters. I was watching all of your YouTube channels, whatever. If you posted something about WorkbenchCon, I saw it. <laughs> no, it was, it was really cool. It's really cool to see. It's just really cool to see the camaraderie and... Like there was one picture that Brandy went out. Brandy went out to lunch with, um, with uh, Brandy went out with. Um, oh, forget it. Why? Why even bother trying to think on a Tuesday night? <laughs> oh, forget well, it. What? I, here. Uh, what, before I forget, 
I the first I think it was Thursday night. I was like, oh, we have to get a, like an alumni picture of everyone that's been a guest on the show, and there's a lot of them, right? There's there a lot really of. There really are. <laughs> yeah, I know, and and so, but and I and I just failed. I'm sorry, Vincent. That, that was me. That's on me. But no, there's oh, that, I mean, I got to see the Maker Monsters mask. I so it was really oh funny. Gosh. There was a picture. He posted a picture. Um, just it was just him, and I showed it. To, I showed it to Beth, and she went. Oh shit! That's the Maker Monster. I'm like, wow! How did you like? How did you know that? She just right. knew. She recognized his chin. I don't even understand. Some people are just like that. Like, there yeah. was no indication that it was who it was. But you know, I knew what he looked like because I've seen his. I've seen his actual not in right, person, right. but I've seen pictures of him. Oh, um, again, it was really what? funny because at one point he showed his name tag. And I was like, with his face, oh. with his face without the mask, yeah, with no, well, yeah, and his his actual name was on his name tag, yeah. and I was yeah. just like, I was like, what? wow, you know, I treated it when he was on the show, I treated it like mm-hmm. like the biggest secret ever, like I didn't right. break character at all. We had the Maker Monster on the yep. show, we didn't have him on the show, we had the Maker Monster. No, um, I, I I was lucky. I mean, we 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 talked a lot and hung out a lot, and uh, but I was lucky enough to have dinner next to him, and we got to talking. I mean, he's just again, I get. Everyone is so nice. Like he's one of the nicest people I've ever met, um, and so smart and so clever. And uh, so yeah, yeah, it was awesome though. But I got to see hell. it. Yeah, so funny and he's um, so damn funny. Yeah. and getting to see the mask though in person too. Like the I don't even know what what he used around the eyeballs, but like the like that makes it look like the skin kind of or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like to see that in person and be able to kind of like poke at it, it's like awesome. <laughs> I was like geeking out over that. So it's like when a little kid sees the Muppets for the first time. Right. Like, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at that. You know, this is our Maker Muppet. Yep. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Um, no, nope, that's my idea. You can't have it. No one can have it. The Maker Muppet. <laughs> no, I'm, I. That would be too um, too derivative. I think. <laughs> so I normally what we would do. We, normally what we would do right around here mm-hmm. is we would do the video of the week. Mm-hmm. But the video of the week was also my thing of the week. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna, I'm going to combine. I'm going to, you know, call well, it. I kind of wanted it to be my thing of the week, too. But I'm just, I'm just I saying. have a special reason that it's mine, though. And I, I, yes. No, I, and that's fair. I'll, I'll respect yeah. that. I'll respect so, that. So um, I got my hands last two. So let me back up a second. I don't know if I mentioned it last week or not. So last Tuesday... Last Tuesday, was it? Or last Wednesday? When was the 18th? The 18th was last Tuesday. Okay. So last Monday, I got a package. And that package was from one Bernie Solo. And I knew what it was, because he told me. But I knew what it was. And I opened up the box, and I held this glorious thing in my hand. And I immediately was hooked on it. And it is literally in my living room right now because it's where I sit in the living room. Like it's right next to where I sit because I want it with me all the time. So our good friend Bernie Solo, imagine taking a fidget spinner and making it cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's a, that is the perfect way of explaining it. Yes. Okay. So um, he did – I watched, I was very lucky. I was very, very lucky with this. And I got to see what, he's been working on this thing forever. Well, and, and, and to just, to Vincent's credit, I knew nothing about this, Bernie, until, until it came out. So he can keep a secret. <laughs> yep. I can, oh, I'm a vault. I'm a vault. If you tell me something, it dies with me. Because I probably um, would have been bugging you from 
they want doing? Can I see a yeah. picture? Cause yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, no. So that's exactly that's exactly what I was was more worried about. It would be like, yeah, if, if I leak this, right. it's going to be like boom because this thing is going <laughs> to. Yeah, that's so. I saw his original idea. I saw it come together, and I saw him troubleshooting this thing a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And then a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, he showed me something. He goes, I think I'm almost done with it. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And he showed it to me. He goes, yeah, there's a couple. Like, it, it was binding a little bit. Like, it wasn't quite working, but it was working really – it was close. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I just couldn't believe – this is one of those things where – your 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 friend makes something, and you just go. Did that really just? Right. You made that. You're That's you're just it. honored to know the person that, the, exactly. that they're yeah. your friend. Right. I, I even posted on Twitter. I even posted on Twitter. It's like there are there are times where, and I'm talking now. I'm talking to all of you that listen to this show that I you know that are regular regularly in contact with me. Some of you really make me feel like I'm not doing enough. Like. I look at the stuff you guys are making, and it's just like, wow, you guys are ambitious. You're <laughs> uh, you're driven. You're smart. Bernie made this fidget spinner thing. It's a piece of twenty five chain. It's two gears and a bar, and some bearings. And he made this thing with parts that he got. And I'll take credit for this. And he knows I'll take credit for it. But I introduced him to Send Cut Send. Oh, did. that was you. Yeah, that was oh, me. I didn't know you. That I you. made that. So I was having. Ju- I had jewelry. Some of my jewelry is made by them. Wait, so, did he say that in the video? I, I don't I, think he... he mentioned once before in one of okay. his older videos that I introduced the two okay, of them. Okay. Okay. Um, and I, it's funny because when Sen Cut Sen posted the picture of the sprocket on their page, I actually mm-hmm. wrote, "This is the most successful relationship I've ever introduced the parties <laughs> of," and it's because it's. I really do feel like. Getting him, yeah. Getting no, he, him, he is a getting, person that you need to connect with that brand, right? Yes, exactly. Sure. And it's like they have such a good relationship, and they did such a good job on this stuff. And in fact, one of the great things is I got to see how their engraving works because mm-hmm. I've done their cuts, but I've not had anything engraved. And now I'm excited. Oh, it's awesome! I'm like now I can start making stuff that needs to be engraved and have them engrave it and just bring it here and polish it and antique it. Right. But this thing is absolutely amazing. It's twenty six parts mm-hmm. it's it's like i can't even imagine like 26 parts to make this thing that's smaller than a fidget spinner but mm-hmm. it's two gears connected by a chain it has the most amazing tactile feel it's yep. heavy it's yep. metal it yep. looks cool as hell and mm-hmm. it makes the most addictive sound <laughs> when you spin this thing in your hand I'm telling you, Bernie, Bernie, I know you're listening to this, Bernie. You literally made the perfect fidget toy. It is yep. absolutely, there is nothing, nothing to change about this. Nope, absolutely it's not. absolutely perfect. So just fun little fact. So I got mine. Mm-hmm. I got mine, and I I looked at it, and I was like, this is really cool. And I showed it to Beth, and Beth's playing with She goes, yeah, this is really amazing. And she goes, that's kind of cool how he stamped your initials in it. What? Oh, what? No way. Mine has my initials. Oh, nice. I was so... I'm, Bernie, I am so touched. Nice. I'm, I'm awesome. dead serious. And one of the things that Bernie said, and that made me feel really good, and I just, you know, kind of melted me a little bit, was he appreciated that I made him rethink his packaging. Yes. Um, 
and he said Which, he really did it really did influence him to go back to the drawing board on the way it was packaged and how yeah. it was put together and to think about the experience when somebody opens the box and gets this and i i mean to be a i i know i'm a small tiny insignificant little part of this project but for him to even tell me that you know that what i talked what i when I mentioned product packaging and user experience, we yep. had that whole episode with Sharon's question, the most mm -hmm. famous question that's ever been asked on the show, <laughs> um, that that influenced him. Yeah. That's why we do what we do here. Right. You know, just, just so I, not so that Bernie can give me credit. I don't need the credit, but what Bernie, when Bernie said that I influenced him in his design and the way he thought about how it would be when somebody opened the box. Yep. Holy crap! Like I, I'm getting goosebumps now just yeah. thinking about it because it's like how how did I, I, I was sitting there on my couch when I first discovered Bernie's was just watching his videos, and you know Bernie was a guy that I looked up to. It wasn't just, right. and I honestly consider Bernie a friend. Yeah, and it's like oh, I've become friends with somebody I looked up to. Yeah, for sure. And that's crazy to me. Like it's just this world, you know. I never get tired of it. I never, ever get tired of it. That moment where you, you feel like you've cracked through and you've made a friendship with someone who mm -hmm. you used to just look at as someone who I want to be like that guy or do stuff that they do. It's like an amazing feeling. It's amazing. So, yeah. Bernie, you not only get my thing of the week, you also get our video of the video week of the because week. there is no way in hell that it could be anybody but you this week. No, so that was, it was such an easy to say. I think... We both like said at the same time when we were talking about it, what the yeah. video of the week was going to be. It was just like it had to be. It had, had to be. be Sprock. And we both we were like, "This is the thing of the week." The video of the week it was awesome. Yeah, no, it was fun though. I mean, we talked. I mean, we talked about packaging uh, when we were together, and that exact conversation came up. It was just like I, I complimented him on the packaging because I I'm the same way. So even last night, I took mine out. I was playing with it. And then I put it back into the pouch and then back yeah. into the box because I love the packaging so much. It's so silly, but I love it. Like, it's part of the experience for me. It's, it's part of the experience to yeah, open totally. the pouch mm -hmm. and take it out. And in fact, just Bernie, just, just, to, just to pay back the favor, my bracelets, I'm going to probably start packaging them the way you package the sprocket in those I bags. I love the pouch. Those little burlap those bags. bags. They are yeah. fantastic. And and the stamp on them, I got to... I gotta, mess around with that because that, that would i feel like that would be on brand for me too that that look so exactly it's, well, it's definitely really, inspired me it's funny that we're talking about packaging because today i did something that i've been meaning to do for months and months and months um when i sell earrings i sell them oh yeah i, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I used yeah. to just throw them in the box right mm -hmm. and i realized that that doesn't work because i ship most of my earrings and when you ship them they do move around in the box even if you use pins on them so then i had the ideas like well why don't i just use um hanging cards for them so basically you go to michael's they sell these cardstock um cardboard cards that you can yeah. put your earrings in and they work but they weren't branded they didn't have my brand on them right they just they were generic and they look cool they fit my they fit my aesthetic nicely but they didn't they weren't really they weren't you for. yeah so this morning finally after all this time i sat around and i took um i opened up illustrator and i just whipped up a really quick card Mm -hmm. for my earrings and it's made out of the proof grade draft board that glowforge sells so it's not even like wood it's basically mdf it's really thin. Oh, okay. it's eighth inch mdf 
It and it's got my down. logo on it. It's got my website on it. And they look fabulous yeah, with earrings awesome. on them. So, yeah, I always be thinking about your packaging. Always, yeah. be th- No matter how good your product is, your packaging matters just as much. Yeah. So. Well, and that... So, again, so just as soon as he launched that, because, again, Vincent didn't... I thought we were friends, but he didn't give me any ins- inside baseball on it. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> As soon as uh, he dropped that video and that uh, in the Instagram post, I was like, ah, "This, I need this, I need this." So I think I messaged him as soon as I saw it. I was like, "I'm interested. <laughs> tell me. I don't care how much. Just tell me, and I'll pay it." And yep. uh, um, and it was worth every penny. But yeah, so because I had to have one, and he brought it with him. He put my name on my name on the box. Brought it with him. I think I got it Thursday night, oh. and. Um, it's, and you played with it from the minute you got yeah. it, and it was in your hand the whole time, right? Well, no, but you know what, what? It wasn't because I was like, I don't want someone to steal this. I was like, I'm like worried about I'm going to drop what? it or I'm going to like, someone you're going to see it. So I like put it, like I played with it for a while, and then I packed it and left it in my room for the weekend because I was like, I just don't want anything to happen to this. I cannot lose this. Uh, but then as soon as I got home, it's I've been playing with it ever since. It, it it's is, amazing. It is, it's such it a great It is truly pool. epic. Yeah. And, it was funny because I got it. I got it on the day that, well, at least the day before, um, I got it when my port got taken out. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that, have we? We didn't talk about it. I don't know if we talked about it last week. I, I think we. I think you might have mentioned that you were doing it, but we haven't. Yeah, I mean, it's over. I Chemo's Congrats, over. man. That Cancer's is huge. over. It is, it is done. It is, it is absolutely done absolutely no more thinking about it no more not nothing it's done my my next follow-up with my oncologist is in three months so that's awesome as of now as of today as of last week i have officially beaten cancer that's awesome if if we had sound effects there'd be clapping and cheering right now but which by the way i was talking to a friend of mine tonight and i found out that the survival rate for my cancer if it's spread in any way yeah. It's 25%. Oh, my God. So, and I beat it. And Heck I yeah. am so I am so pumped right now. You have no idea. Like, So, in my hand, so one of the things I wanted to do, so I was laying on the table, mm-hmm. and I asked the surgeon, I was like, can I keep the port? Yeah. And he goes, no. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I said, so while, while we were talking, he goes, he was telling me about, <laughs> I actually sold, I actually am going to do woodwork for my surgeon. Um, nice. I gave him the business card as I was leaving the place where they did the surgery. That right there is called hustle. That's hustling, right? That doesn't get more hustly than that. But I, t- I, um, I said, I know it sounded weird when I asked you if I could keep the port. I said, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to take it and I wanted to encase it in resin. Huh. And I wanted to keep it. He said, oh, you're going to you're gonna put it in resin? I was like, yeah. He goes, all right, you can have it. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wash it up for you and we'll give it to you. You can take it home with you. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. I'm like, That's all awesome. right. So I got it home, and the next morning I basically put it in. I put it in a block of resin. So I am holding it in my hand right now, looking at it. It's it's just the most awesome feeling ever to just look at right. this thing and go, "That's my trophy." Right yeah, there. exactly. Right, <laughs> right. That's Having awesome. that in resin marks the end of this whole experience. So oh, that's awesome, man. Congrats. That's Thank that's you. huge. Thank you. It's funny because I'm the foggiest I've been since I had chemo, and now it's like I don't even have chemo. Member. Like I can't even use chemo as an excuse. Like I just don't have. <laughs> but I just use it's Tuesday. I only have my brain only works on well, Monday. Well, as I said uh, yesterday, I got I had WorkbenchCon 
brain. So <laughs> workbench con brain. What was really funny that I was just poking. Yeah, we were just poking you. All, Dave and I were just poking. I know. You I know. I landed. It, it, the best part is I. <laughs> the first one I saw was like Ethan's gonna. Ethan's gonna land and see that we blew him up the whole ride. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are messing with me. So Ethan, what I don't remember. I don't even remember what started this whole thing with you not really wanting to do the show. No, no, it wasn't that. It was, it was, it was like, some, you said something, and I just went, oh, okay, you just don't want to do the show. And I remember posting a picture of it. Yeah, basically, I think what I said was, uh, I'm packing my mic. So uh, we were talking about do- recording tonight. I was like, I'm packing my microphone. I hope, uh, I hope the internet at the hotel sucks or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I hope, the whole, I hope the internet isn't good. Isn't good. That's what it means. Something like that, yeah. Right. And I Packing the mic, hopefully that, the hotel internet is complete garbage. Yeah, it's yeah, complete it's garbage. That's it, right. <laughs> isn't, so. and I think I meant isn't complete garbage, but... Last thing before we get to Ethan's thing of the week, by the way, is I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Dave Swiduck. Yeah. Because he was on standby tonight, in case your internet was garbage and you right. got your wish. Um, but <laughs> Not yeah, just... true. <laughs> Fake news. But um, but yeah, we we had a guy on, we had a guy on standby. It was of course it was Dave. Um, so Dave, thank you for waiting around. He actually waited until we started to make sure that ah, we were going to get an episode in. I Dave, his really voice is much more sultry than mine. I'll give him that. So. <laughs> he does have he does have those dulcet tones nailed, yes. doesn't he? It's it's <laughs> it's offensive, but that's okay because Dave's going to be on in fourteen episodes, so it'll be fine. Excellent. Excellent. Dave comes on every twenty-five episodes. That's right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) His standing, standing position, right. You know what, Ethan? What? I think it's time for you to give us our thing of the week, so we can get this thing rendering, so I can edit it. So we, I am desperate. I am desperate to have this out at five a.m. because I will really prove something to myself if I can get it done tonight. So, go ahead, buddy, lay it on us. All right, it's an it's a quick one. It's a brand um, that I met at WorkbenchCon, um, Cutsall. So K U T Z A L L. Um, they make um, power carving discs um, and rasps and um, like accessories for rotary tools like Dremels. Um, so I met them uh, through Ellen of Little Bear Furniture. She introduced me to them. Um, first of all, it's two brothers that uh, run the company, and they are probably two of the nicest guys I've ever met. They were just fantastic, and they hung out with us all weekend, and, and it was awesome. But their their tools are also very, very cool. So uh, they make power carving discs. Again, uh, if people that have done power carving discs with Arbortech or uh, King Arthur or anything like that, same design, but in a different way. They have kind of these little... little uh, pricks. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, but right. that's the app. Nope, that's the wrong terminology. But um, but anyways, but really really cool products. And um, they have these rasps that are uh, rasps that are made out of uh, tungsten carbide coatings. And so it's not like a regular rasp that where it's you know just little um, steel. Uh, what would you call it? Like little blades. Mm. I don't know what you call. It, but um, I don't even know. I, I yeah. I, what is that called? Is it? The I don't blade? know what it's called. But but these are basically so it's this coating that has it's like almost like like dipping dipping dots you know there's like little that ice cream mm-hmm. junk it looks like that only miniature and metal and it's coating on these rafts and it works so freaking well it's it, it and because they're made out of uh, tungsten carbide they don't dull as fast so the durability is really really good and they have a couple different versions where you can it can be really super aggressive or it can be really refined. Um, so I used it a little bit 
and I was just, I, super cool. So, uh, so yeah, so I really like those, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make them a couple uh, prototypes for just uh, like leather sheaths for them. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so it, it was really cool to meet them and hang out with them, and I'm excited. I, I you know I'm gonna add some unnecessary leather to their products just for fun and just to see what it what, what we can do. But I was really impressed with their products. Um, I was amazed at how well they worked, and they're very different. It, I guess I guess the, here's how I would put it. So. Um, people that have used the turboplane or those types of things, they, they're really aggressive and can kind of like lend themselves to chip out really mm-hmm. easily. Um, and these, because of the way they are made, it, you can be really aggressive with them, but you're not going to have that same chip out because they don't have those kind of blades like the turboplane has. So I was really impressed with their products. Um, great company, great guys. I, so huge shout out. And uh, yeah, that, that's my thing of the week. I, I really liked them. Very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. And in fact, I think those Cutsall rasps would look really, really good in a, like a really classic tool roll. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's what we were talking about. I was like, oh, it'd be cool in a tool roll. The thing mm-hmm. we like, uh, the thing I got to figure out is you don't want like a sheath. And um, I think that was actually their idea. Their comment was you don't want a rasp to go into a sheath like a knife because every time you do that, it would wear out the leather. So I got to figure right. out some kind of way of doing a you know a snap um snap closure um or a tool wrap right so what if you took what if you took something larger than the blade yeah and then you wet formed the leather Mm -hmm. so that it would be a little bit loose in there so it wouldn't rub it as you put it in but it still kind of hold it but would still hold it in place and you could make it tighter or you could put a snap like um just a right. strappy snap over the handle just to keep the handle from coming loose. Is yeah. there a hole in the handle? No, there's no holes in there's the no handle. There's no hole in the handle, but but there's I think there's a lip that you could kind of wrap around the lip. There you go. Yeah, it, so these it, are really I'm cool. excited. I'm actually... So that, yeah, they're shooting me a couple which is super generous again for for my size and who I am. It's it's not about it's not about getting them exposure. It's about them just being um good guys and and uh and you know well, understanding that there's value in in exploring and and working with with influencers that are that are creative and I and I appreciate that so well I'm gonna tell you this much just because they did such a nice thing for you mm-hmm. I was about to buy a turboplane because I want to play with a turboplane mm-hmm. but now I see that they have dish wheels mm-hmm. oh yeah and, definitely and I am going to just I'm gonna just get their dish wheels. I'm yeah, gonna get, no, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's perfect. Awesome. Yeah, no, so, they. Um, Ellen was carving the heck out of things with their, their with their uh, turbo wheels or their wheels. Yeah, it was really cool. So that's that's fantastic. So yeah. it's cutsall k u t z a l l dot yep. com, and obviously we will have the link in the show notes, which are already done. Before <laughs> yeah. the show, you're is on top done. of stuff tonight, bud. Again, I am obsessed with getting the show out early tomorrow <laughs> because I I underpromise and overdeliver. So I I told people today is like there's no way in hell it's going to make the regular 5 a.m. release time. Damn right it will. Yeah. Because we're cool like that because we know you guys depend on us for your making news and discussion. Yep. So well, and I I, I did a story before the episode. I was like, I don't know if it's going to be the same time, <laughs> but in the but inside I I was like, I bet Vincent will get it out. Really yeah, early. I think I I cuz I'm just I'm very I have OCDs. And one of them is like I like my I like schedules. 
Yep. Which is why the couch to 5K thing actually worked for me. Right, Because it was right. like, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I run. Okay, so I know those are my running days. It's like when I talk to my therapist, it's Thursday morning at 9.30. And she's really funny, by the way. Mm-hmm. The last time she was like, we're, we, we didn't schedule a session for last week because the kids were off from school and right. Beth was home. So it's like it'd be weird for me to talk to my therapist while Beth is home and she's got her kids. And it's like, you know, let's just take the week <laughs> off. It's fine. She goes, are you going to be okay with taking the week off? I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I? She goes, well, it changes your schedule. Are you sure yeah. you're going to be okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm not that bad, all right? <laughs> She's like, I know what happens when I don't put your tape back in the right drawer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's, by the way, she's brought that up more than once. She's, like, you have got to get the tape in the right drawer. Otherwise, you're just not the same person. You're not the same person. It's like those, the, was it the Snickers commercials? You're not the, you're not the same yeah, right. person when you're, when you're hungry. I'm not the same person when my tape is in the wrong drawer. <laughs> um, I think that's going to do it. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, um, we'll talk after, but I think we've got a couple of potential future guests that I... Oh, boy. I love it. Yeah. I love it very much. I mean, good. Some of them, some, most of them I think we have already know, but, but yeah, good. Hell, I'll take them. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be good. I, I, lo- I, I, love, I love us some guests. Um, yes, for sure. And I guess you guys will find out if and when we're going to have some guests. And I think next week, next week, Ethan, I think yeah. we're going to have to announce the official Because We Make... 60 day challenge okay because and i'm gonna say it's 60 days only because if it's this if it's the thing that we were talking the most about doing we yeah. got to give people a little extra time to get it done well yeah and, and march is basically shot for me so that'll give yeah, me enough time it's, it's, it's not a whole lot better for me either believe yeah me. um <laughs> but yeah we will we'll, we'll work it out we'll come up with a schedule we're gonna have the theme next week so definitely you're gonna want to tune in because definitely. once we once we did once we drop this episode the challenge starts exactly you'll have to start getting creative but (laughs) until then have a great week everybody we will see you again next week bye for now